0: Welcome into to the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. DraftKings, they are the Chicago Blackhawks of sports betting apps. They are unbeatable. Four in a row for the Blackhawks. Greg, I don't know if we could have predicted four wins in a row like to happen all season, let alone uh, to start the homestand. Uh, look, you've got to, I know we're all in the tank mentality. I know we all, you know, got on board for the whole thing in the off season, but let's enjoy it while it's here. Wins are good. This win was fun. The Hawks beat a really, really effing good team in this game and we're going to get into all of it. So thanks for joining us. Make sure if you're in the YouTube, you smash that like button. Make sure if you are uh, listening on the podcast proper, you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and a five-star Apple uh, podcast review it would be very, very meaningful to uh, all of us. Mario Tirabasi will join us from the United Center in a little bit, but a ton to get to. Uh, we're going to recap the scoring here in a bit, but where do, where do we begin? I think you know the story of the game is the second period where the Hawks were shorthanded for literally half of the period, uh, 10 minutes of penalties, uh, and killed them all off and actually outshot the Panthers in that period. You got to give it up to Luke Richardson. And frankly, you got to give it up to these players for balling out, playing their hearts out for 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, that second period was rather amazing. And to me, it goes to that adage of it's not who you play. It's when you play them. Mm -hmm. And the Florida Panthers have one of the worst power plays in the league right now. And it showed tonight. They only had one power play goal all season. You give them 10 minutes of power play time, say, in January or February, you're probably losing by three goals. Because that top line, that top power play unit by Florida is just stacked. Yeah. And they, I don't know, we'll hear from Mario. Uh, Luke Richardson said after Sunday's win that they dodged a bullet. I think they dodged some multiple bullets about five or six of them yeah they
0: were the matrix in this one
1: yeah <laughs> i mean they, they played great but that yeah. second period you cannot have that many penalties and then at the end of the game you had uh ty domi take another just in max s- uh, I, you did it jeez i'm gonna we, we need, need a, a jar domi swear it, jar <laughs> uh, it's never gonna go away max domi uh had a Ty Domi-esque moment by putting his <laughs> Yeah, there the you puck. go. Uh, he didn't
0: punch the puck that way. Well, he tried one. to, but yeah. yeah
1: and th- But they killed that one off too. But this team, it's taken them six games. Actually, it's taken them sooner than six. They have an identity. Yeah. Luke Richardson said in training camp, he wants this, this team to have an identity. They have an identity. They are a team that is going to not be the most talented team on the ice, but they're going to work. You know you play the Chicago Blackhawks. Like that Florida Panthers locker room has got bruises and yeah. they're tired as hell and they don't ever want to come here again. And that's going to that if that happens night in night out, that's that's what Richardson wants. He wants to be a hard team to play against. And that's what the Blackhawks are right now. The effort level is tremendous. Yep. And just the calmness. That's on Luke Richardson. Mario had a piece today yeah. on, at allchjo.com about his demeanor. What this means, but you see it even when mistakes happen, they don't all just fall apart because people are where they're supposed to be, and there's structure, and it's just simple hockey. There, I'm sure we're going to get into that more. You were all fired up in the press. Oh, I'm I'm still spoiler
0: alert. I'm I'm going to go off today, um, after the four straight win, and after I do, it will make all the sense in the world. Uh, yes, it, it's definitely coming, uh,
1: and I'm building up to it. But we should recap the scoring first. Yeah, little, little quickly before we do the recap, <laughs> finishes off. Yeah, everybody with the oh, the tank isn't working, guys. There's 76 more games yeah. to go. Alex Daylock is not going to have a 96 save percentage for the rest of the year. You're not going to kill off six penalties in, in one game against a team like the Panthers. Like they're they're getting away with some glaring mistakes right now because it's early in the season and they've earned these wins. There's no doubt about it. But eventually, these things are going to even out. They all kind of come out in the wash. You have another game against a team like the Panthers where you have you spend half the second period shorthanded. You're going to lose a lot more of those games than you win. Oh, absolutely. So the tank, absolutely. not off to the greatest of starts, <laughs> but... You know, we may have to throw delete that tank standing schedule if this keeps going, or a standing graphic if this keeps going on, but it lots of hockey to go. Let's just enjoy what we're seeing. We're seeing a well-coached Blackhawks team for the first time since Joe Quinville left out.
0: That's right. All right, let's recap the scoring here. Uh, very early into the first period, uh, 257, in fact, Taylor Radish with the power play goal. Uh, from Johnson, uh, Tyler Johnson, and Patrick Kane. By the way, Tyler Johnson left the game with a leg injury. We will uh, get the update from Mario Mario Tirbasi when he joins us. Really subtle play from Tyler Johnson. They're rushing into the zone. Kane gives it to Johnson, and Johnson just kind of gives it a little flip nudge. Catches Radish in stride. Radish makes no mistake. Hawks have the lead in the game, 1-0 into the first period. Moments after that, there's a one-on-one play in the Hawks' zone, Uh, It's Sam Reinhart and it's Seth Jones and Seth Jones wins that one-on-one battle. Really solid bounce back game from Seth Jones defensively in this one. He did all the right things, really was on top of his game. I like Seth Jones's game a lot in this one.
1: Yeah, he's been really good the last two days. Uh, He was great in that Seattle game, Uh, you know, very aggressive offensively and he's chipping in. And I think that's his game. He's an offensive defenseman and... You know, I think he's he's being more aggressive. He was kinda tentative those first couple games and it cost him a little bit. There were there's was, what was the game where he was fighting off the was it the Detroit game? I, I believe think, so. Yeah, where he yeah. was kinda like he was playing back on his heels a little bit and letting the game come to him and he was struggling. And now he's like, Nope, I'm Seth Jones, I'm the number one defenseman here, I've gotta play like it and he has the last two games.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh whole period goes by. Uh, There's a couple uh, chances back and forth. Sam Bennett for Panthers had a really nice game, by the way. He was all over the place. Um, A moment I noticed, and and hopefully you you all did too, and I I think we're starting to see some chemistry happen between uh, Kane and Athanasiu and Domi. Kane's got the puck in the defensive zone. He he catches out of the corner of his eye. Andreas Athanasiu busting down the right wing side, and Kane just sort of sends it in the air. Uh, right on the stick, but the problem is it's icing. But Athanasiu races there, just misses saving icing. Moments later, there's another situation where Patrick Kane sees Athanasiu streaking again, pokes the puck that way, it doesn't work out, but you're starting to see that kind of like, you know, where where Kane and Panarin and Kane and Debrinket had that sort of second nature, always knowing where each other were. I'm not saying it's ever going to get to that point with Athanasiu. He's not that level of player, but... You start to figure out where you know your your line mates' tendencies and where they're gonna be and when, what they do in certain situations. Patrick Kane, one of the smartest players in the league, is starting to figure out exactly what makes Andreas Athanasiu click. And you saw two, now three of those connections in the first period because with 1330 with 1937 gone in the period, Athanasiu's driving the right wing boards takes it behind the net, stops on a dime, shifts to his forehand, centers the puck to Patrick Kane, and Patrick Kane scores his first goal of the season. Athanasiu with his second assist, and Max Domi picks up the third assist there. So with 23 seconds left in the period, the Hawks go up 2-0, and we hit the second intermission. And then that's where (laughs) the second period, as we talked about, that's when all the penalties happened for the Hawks, and they were just phenomenal. The structure of the penalty kill is so sound. You've got guys staying in their spots, staying in their zones, sticks in shooting lanes. There are tons of block shots, especially on the power play. So many opportunities the Panthers had decent looks where they would shoot and it would be deflected into, into the netting or into the corner because the Hawks had sticks in lanes and were properly positioned. And this is what's going to lead to my rant later, but it's just so damn simple play a simple system know where your responsibilities are and the game is just so much simpler
1: yep know what you're supposed to do trust that the guy next to you is doing what he's doing and it works yep power penalty kill is not that difficult shouldn't be here's your here's your box stay in your box keep your stick on the ice when somebody's in your box put your body on him. when he leaves your box let him go Mm -hmm. wait for the next guy to come through yep get a chance to block a shot, block a shot. That, that, that's what it is. And it's not follow one guy all the way around the ice, up to the 300 level and back down. Right. It's just so refreshing. I mean, Luke Richardson is being made to look like a coaching genius because he's just playing simple hockey. That's how low the bar was.
0: Exactly right. So 2 in, McCabe takes a four-minute high-sticking penalty. That's killed off. Uh, That penalty expires nine seconds later. Sam Lafferty takes a tripping penalty. Kill that one off. Uh, Three minutes later, back on the penalty kill, Tyler Johnson uh, sticks out a stick of the blue line, trips a Panthers player, back on the power play. 25 seconds later, Jason Dickinson hooks Sam Bennett, who's driving to the net. So the Hawks are five on three for a minute 35. They kill that off and are greeted with a standing ovation from the United Center fans who clearly are recognizing and noticing the effort this team is putting forth. And I think just the way the penalty kill looks is just such a representation of how this team has been playing.
1: Yeah, and they didn't even give up a shot on goal in that four-minute double minor. It's crazy. Impressive. Chukomoko has a great comment yes, about Kevin Gedeen. Uh, he's he's handling the defensive side and the PK side. Um, you know, And, yeah, he did a great job with the Brooms. But you can do pretty good stuff with the Bruins when you got a guy like Patrice Bergeron, maybe the greatest defensive forward ever, at least to this era, mm-hmm. and, and guys like Charlie McAvoy and David Krejci for a lot of those years, and like just re- what, being able to do this with guys like Colin Blackwell and Sam Lafferty and Jared tonorty Yeah, that's super impressive. No, <laughs> no, I'm not ripping on those guys. No, but they're cast but they're offs. not Patrice freaking Bergeron. Right, they're they're cast off players. Yeah, all of they're them. They're like maybe when you squint really hard, replacement-level talent, Yeah, and he's got them playing elite-level penalty kills six games into the season. So we, we we sing the praises of Luke Richardson, but yeah, Kevin Dean, he's doing his job very well, and you could say the same about Derek Plant because the power play has been very effective in yeah. the last few games too. So again, coaching, it goes a long way when you're dealing with you know a team that might not have the most talent but if they know what they do if they they know what they're supposed to do and they trust each other you can make up that talent gap and steal games like you did tonight
0: speaking of the hawks power play uh about uh three minutes or about a minute and a half after that uh power play expires the hawks get a penalty of their own matthew kachuk uh was holding on to jake mccabe's stick uh not a ton going on on that power play there was one play where taves uh, worked his ass off to uh Contain a puck, got it to Patrick Kane for a one-timer. He shot it right to Bobrovsky's chest, but good scoring chance. Uh, moments after the power play expires, the highlight of the game: Philip Kurishev takes advantage of Gustav Forsling, who had just blocked a shot and was in some pain. Dances around him, roofs a shot that ends up being the game-winning goal. His second of the season, assisted by Mackenzie Whistle and Caleb Jones. If you've not seen that Philip Kurishev goal. Go find it. It is sick. It's pretty. He dances around Forsling and gets in tight and still has a presence of mind to elevate the puck and puts it right over the shoulder. Bobrovsky, just a sweet goal. Really, really good. Uh, end of the period ends uh, almost completely ends four on four after Rodko Gudis and Max Domi go to the box together. Domi gets an interference penalty because he crashes into Bobrovsky. <laughs> pushed he was pushed, pushed by <laughs> Gudis. And then Gudis gets roughing, so I don't know how that can be both. I think unless Gu- the Gudis roughing was for something in the scrum I think after. It was for
1: after the play because he went after him after the whistle. I think he got the penalty for what he did post whistle, not for pushing him into the goalie.
0: Yeah. So third period begins. Hawks are up three nothing feeling good about things, but as the period is beginning, and he, he reiterated this throughout all 20 minutes of the third, Troy Murray says the Hawks have got to be careful here. The Panthers are going to bring all the firepower they have, and they're going to attack, 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 and that's exactly what they did. Eleven thirty-two into the period. Edu Lusterina, one of my favorite names in hockey, scores on a rebound shot from Barkov. Really nice play, by the way, by Colin White to Kind of gather that rebound and get it to Lusterinen for the goal. So at that point it is three uh, one, uh, Panthers. That's at eleven thirty two. At twelve twenty nine, I put in my notes: Panthers bringing the heat. Twelve forty seven, Matthew Kachuk cuts the Hawks' lead to one. A beautiful redirection of Brandon Montour's point shot. Um, nothing uh, that Staylock can do on that one. Uh, you know he Kachuk's doing what Kachuk's always do. Get in front of the net, redirect the shot, be a pain in the ass on the power play uh, and in front of the net, and that's exactly what happened there. So it's 3-2. Then moments later, Max Domi takes that penalty on the faceoff. Kind of a, a stalemate for the faceoff. Domi falls forward almost like if he was to cross-check the ice. That's kind of how I would describe it if you didn't see it, and then takes his free hand and tries to like hike the puck between his legs you can't do that. That's a face-off violation. Uh, so the Hawks to the power play have a quote written down here. They're totally effing scoring here. That's a quote from Greg Boyson.
1: <laughs> yeah. I didn't say effing, though. <laughs> <laughs> he did not say effing.
0: Uh, but a w- terrific penalty kill uh, for the Blackhawks. I really want to highlight Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy on that penalty kill. As it was ending, Jake McCabe sells out, blocks a shot, and uh, and it's killed off. Just fantastic effort. From those two guys on that penalty kill, it was outstanding. Then with uh, 1937 gone in the period, uh, Jason Dickinson sprawls out, knocks a puck out of the Hawks zone. Jason, Jason? Jonathan Taves saves icing and scores the empty net goal. Hawks win 4-2, to two. and this is the first time since 1983 that the Blackhawks have won their first three home games, which is
1: almost impossible to imagine. Yeah, I really would have thought, 2013, but as you pointed out, their third game home game was a shootout loss. Yeah, shootout loss. They won so that- 24 games without a regulation loss. Uh, was that uh, one thing I, I want to point out again? And we have been very critical of Jonathan Taves mm-hmm. the last six months, seven months since we've been on the air. But I think we could put the narrative that he doesn't care to bed for good now. Oh no, he's playing his ass off. And tonight. You mentioned he saved icing for the empty net goal. That was the second time tonight he beat yeah. it, beat a Panther down the ice to save icing. You mentioned that play on the power play that they uh, didn't score on, but Khrushchev did shortly after expired. Jonathan Taves cares. He is being a captain. Um, you know, there was, there was some grumblings about, you know, maybe he didn't show up to training camp in his best shape. Maybe, maybe, or maybe not. He wasn't buying into the system. I, certainly doesn't look to be the case through six games. So, you know, it's how we do it here at CHGO Blackhawks. When you deserve the criticism, you get the criticism. Yeah. And when you deserve the praise, you're going to get the praise. It's odd that that's, and, that that's like foreign to people. I know it? like,
0: like it's like you don't just make a decision on a guy and that's your permanent decision. Good or bad.
1: Right. No, we had, we had somebody uh, come up to us uh, one of the games last week. I think it was the, the home opener introduce themselves as a lid and they thank me thank you guys for being positive positive. and it's like well what else do you want us to do right because if all we're gonna do is just be bitch about everything and tear everybody down everybody's gonna tune out after two or three games what was that i don't know we got i think some go- io is still on the roof we got some <laughs> we got some ghosts in the building tonight or, or some really big cockroaches
2: all right, bite
0: um, your head off, man. I'm not going to I'm not going to rant in a in, a, in a in an angry way, but I think Frustrate. frustrated. Frustrated yeah. because as we watched this game, there were several times where I just looked at Greg and Mario and shook my head at the United Center because my god, it is so simple to just look Luke Richardson is not reinventing the wheel here. There's nothing he he's not revolutionizing hockey. He's coming in here, he's being a level-headed normal human being. He's coming here implementing normal ass systems that these guys know how to play. And you look back to last season and you look at that roster and say, "What could that team have done with a coach like R- Luke Richardson leading it?" Instead of he who shall not be named having to outsmart everybody and bring in I love that the the folks at uh Facts for Uncle Dale. Call him the cool youth pastor. That's exactly what Jeremy Collins is. Like, look how smart I am, dudes. Like, hey, I got this. I'm going to reinvent the way hockey's played, and you're going to play man-to-man, even though you're one of the slowest rosters in the effing league. Had you just had a normal head coach, not even Luke Richardson, just anybody, lead that roster last year, you're talking about a potential playoff team. I'm not even kidding. You think that that team with this coach – Loses what 11 of its first 12 games, or whatever it was. There is no chance in hell. And you look at a game like tonight, last year, this game ends up 5 3 Panthers. Probably there's no doubt because as soon as any sort of uh controversy or or difficulty or or you know, start things start to turn negative in any way, the momentum shifts, the game was over for the Hawks. They were just completely lost and completely wrecked. There was a moment in this game where Sam Lafferty trying to make a play turns the puck over at the blue line and my instinct from watching the Hawks for the last few years was like oh god here we go but because the other four Hawks on the ice were in position it turned into a nothing. The puck was suddenly retrieved because someone was in the right position. It's just not that complicated of a game. You talk about you know, power play struggles over the years, even when the Hawks were good, all of us were like, just get the puck to the point and get somebody in front and shoot. It is not a complex game. And yeah, the teams that have a lot of talent can make it a little more complex because they've got that ability, but damn it, just throw the puck at the net. You're seeing this Hawks team do it. How much more aggressive have they been with their point shots? Seth Jones is shooting the puck more often. You're not seeing guys like, try to make the third or fourth or fifth or sixth pass in a in a sequence. Get the puck to the net, get bodies in front, and good things happen. And look, the goals scored today, they weren't the grittiest. The Khrushchev goal was pretty sweet. The Patrick Kane goal was nice. Like, they're not all, like, just hitting guys in the ass and going in. But by being in position and doing the right things, you create space. You create matchups. And it's just, my God, it is – I am – watching how well this team is playing has only frustrated me about he who shall not be named in Jeremy Colleton more.
1: The thing that Ugh. is even more frustrating with Jeremy Colleton is that he refused to change. Right. He knew it didn't work, but he just was like, nope, nope, nope. It's going to work. I'm going to make it work. We're, we're, now we're seeing just go out and play hockey. Here's what I want you to do. It's simple. It's easy. It's what you've been doing since you were eight years old. It's what you did to get here. Right. Keep doing it. And it's working. I I keep, I will never forget this. And this is
0: like during, I think people who have listened to me over the years here and at the Madhouse or at the score or whatever, know that I am just an optimist. And I try to find the positives in a lot of things. And as I was trying to like figure out like, okay, maybe Jeremy Collin just needs time. Right. Maybe guys just have to buy in. I remember the Duncan Keith interview with the podcast that shall not be named just not in it was more in praise of Glenville, but it was an underhanded shot at Jeremy Cowiton saying, I feel like with Q he just let us play and use our instincts. Whereas now everything is mapped out. Every moment you're supposed to be in a particular place. It's impossible in hockey. Hockey's like pinball. You don't know where the puck is gonna go from time to time and from moment to moment. You can't plan it out. You can't rehearse a hockey game. You just can't. That's why most teams play a zone. So you're responsible for an area, not an individual. It's just so damn frustrating. And maybe, sorry, Greg, had they hired Luke Richardson ahead of last year or whoever, replacement-level coach X, they wouldn't be in the spot they're in now. And Alex Dabrinkit would still be here. Maybe Dylan Strome would still be here. And maybe Dominic Kublik wouldn't have sucked ass last year. And he's lighting it up in Detroit now. And look, I'm not... I'm not saying they should have resigned, whatever. Dominic Kubelik didn't work out here for whatever reason, and sometimes a change of scenery is good, but you feel like if you had a coach in here that knew what the hell to do with the personnel on the team, that maybe, just maybe, it wouldn't have been such a miserable effing season last year, and Kyle Davidson wouldn't come in here and be like, oh my God, this sucks. This team is terrible. We've got to blow it up. There's no way we're going to bounce back from this. Here we go, right? And now, look, I, I do. I would, do. I wish Alex DeBrincat was still here. Yes, but I feel more optimistic about the future because of the draft picks that were made and how those guys have looked. But if this team keeps playing this way, they're not going to. They're not going to play this well. They're not going to be an over sixty percent winning percentage team. But are they in danger of missing out on a top three pick? Maybe. But I, I don't know. It's just so. It just feels like had you just had a normal head coach. None of what happened this summer would have been necessary.
1: Let's not forget, you who shall not be named. I know we're bringing up the ancient past, and I, I'm the one that says stop. We no, stop but talking it, it, it's, about. it's but, relevant to what we're seeing. But no, no, no. I mean, uh, granted, I'm just saying, let's not forget that uh, on uh, midway through the 2020-2021 season, he who shall not be Game gave Jeremy Collton a freaking contract <laughs> extension. Because they beat the, the underachieving Oilers in the bubble. And then before that, and it wasn't mid-season because that's when they started the season a little late. But he still gave him an, an extension. After, you know, they promoted Hugo shall not be named to president because, you know, he hadn't won a playoff se- series in five years. So just, yes, it's frustrating, but it's also, I'm okay with Jeremy Colleton experiment not working, and then the rebuild, because it needs to be done.
0: Let's smile a little bit. and Can you talk about the Jeremy Colleton scenario you presented to yes, me during the game today? I will. <laughs>
1: uh, listen to the fantastic 32 Thoughts podcast this morning while sitting in tr- rainy traffic getting to Morning Skate. And they were talking, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Fre- uh, Friedman, uh, they talked about the... Absolute dumpster fire that's the Vancouver Canucks right now, and talking about some of the comments their general manager, um, Jim Rutherford, basically said, Yeah, we had a bad training camp where we developed bad habits in training camp and they carried over in a season. That's not good for your general manager to to talk about. So they were obviously saying, Well, Bruce Bruce Boudreaux is probably going to get fired, but they're already paying. Travis Green, $3 million to not coach Mm -hmm. this team this year. Then you're going to be paying Bruce Boudreaux to go away. So I said, hey, wouldn't that be great if they – now, I like Bruce Boudreaux as a person. I just don't think he's a coach anymore. Like, I don't see it working. Yeah. At least not with that group. But at some point, if you're your third coach in with that group, it's not the the coaches – your players suck ass, and you need to start changing. You need to start making... And on paper, that team should be so much better. But maybe for whatever reason, they just don't jive together. It's time to start getting rid of players. But how amazing would it be for Bruce Boudreaux to get fired? Not that I'm rooting for that. And then they promote Jeremy Carlton to the Vancouver oh, Canucks, please. who are already just a complete disaster. And then that's like just... That would be amazing. As somebody who has always hated the Vancouver Canucks from a fan standpoint, it'd be like Mr. Burns. (laughs) Ooh, it'd be so delightful. I kind of, not that I, I, I'm not rooting for Bruce Boudreau to lose his job. He's a great guy. Yeah. And he's a fat, so I love him. And you know, if he has to lose his job, please, because you're already paying Jeremy Colleton. So you, you can't pay three coaches to coach one team. (laughs) Do it. I would love to see it. Here's the
0: problem though. The Canucks don't come to town until March 26th. Jeremy Cowan might be fired as Canucks head coach by then. <laughs> you never know. Well, no because
1: another point that Friedman brought up during the thing, that during that conversation is they lose a few more games here. They may just say screw it. We're going to Con- we're going for Connor Bedard, who's a huge Canucks fan from the area. They may just say screw it. We're going to go there. And what better way to try and get Conor Bardard than putting Jeremy Carlton behind your back? That's
0: that's a great way to do it. Uh, Jeffrey Sand says, My dad was so shocked how good the Hawks looked tonight that he got wasted and threw up. Salute that. Well done. And our buddy no roids Just Rage. If you can scroll up a little bit, Steven, he's got a comment I want to read. He said, If this team misses either Bedard or Fantilli, it's a failure. This team should have been rebuilding in 2017. I just cannot stand this barely making the playoffs and then out in the first yes. round. Pump the brakes. And picking a player who will never play in the NHL in the first round. Look, pump the brakes. This is not a playoff team. If you want to dig into the numbers on this game, if you're into such things, the 5-on-5 five five possession numbers were 60-40 yeah. in favor of the Panthers. High danger chances were, I think, 11-5 to five in favor of the Panthers. This is not a game the Hawks probably should have won. This is another one of those balling out efforts, excellent penalty kill, and that made the difference in this game. But a couple bounces here and there, and it's a different game, that's for sure. So, look, you got Frank Nazar at 13. Yeah, Kevin Korchinski at seven, right? You can get good NHL players later in the draft, and yeah, maybe they don't get Bedard. Maybe they don't get Fantilli, but the other thing to look at, I mentioned this the other day, and maybe you missed it. The Hawks have a crap ton of picks, yeah. and if they wanted to get into the top three, top four, they, can do they it. have the pieces to do it. If If they're willing to give three first-round picks, including wherever they finish this year, 10, 9, 8, 7, somewhere in that range and a bunch and two more first round picks. They're going to attempt a team to, to not take Adam at too. I think Bedard at one is a given, right? That's like McDavid. It's not going to, right. But remember this draft, the reason Kyle Davidson lined it up for this draft is because it's not Connor Bedard and everybody else. This is a loaded draft. The top three in this draft, at least, all would have gone number one unquestionably last year. And even beyond that, it's a deeper draft. So, remember, we're six games in, okay?
1: Less than 10% <laughs> through the season. I don't
0: think Sam Lafferty is going to remain a point-per-game player, right? That's not going to happen. So, let's just relax. There's no need if, to panic.
1: If you watch Alex Stalock's adventures in the net, yes, it, it's going to... Like These are early season wins when teams are still trying to figure things out, and you're able to sneak up on teams and surprise them with wins like this. You know, As I said, the Panthers' top power play unit may be one of the best in the league. They're not going to be a, a 6% power play conversion team all season long. You caught them at the right time. You gave them the chance to beat you, but because their power play is struggling right now, you got away with it. You're not going to be able to do that many more times this year. I love what I'm seeing from this team, but eventually, the book will be out on them. Teams are going to figure out a way how to counteract. They played great in the neutral zone tonight. Yep, it's so good in the neutral zone. That's one of my. That's been one of my biggest uh, pleasantries this year so far is how well they play in the neutral zone. Eventually, teams are going to figure out how to to beat that and and it, like, pump the brakes on this season's a failure, and uh, we'll be it'll be like. It will it, be okay. The Hawks are still going to have a top three pick by the time this is all said and done. Because hey, let these guys keep scoring goals. They're only jacking up their trade value. Maybe <laughs> some guys that we didn't think were going to be trade targets yeah. will now be trade targets. Like it will be fine.
0: <laughs> Kyle Davidson be like, hey, you see that Alex Taylock ninety seven trade percentage? Yeah. give us a second round. Just pick don't, for him right just, now.
1: just don't bring up any of his film. Just look at the stats. Yeah, the no, board. no, no. Don't mind but, that. And don't mind the good film. For, good for Alex Ch- Staylock. He is such a good guy and so easy to root for, and especially considering what he's been through. But my Lord, everything is so dramatic. Even oh my when he God. wanted to, Mario and I were laughing because even what like trying to freeze a puck, he's got to like, like, it look like he was coming off the top rope with an elbow yes. to stop to freeze the puck. He's exciting. Uh, Is a word to use when he's in the creature. but good for him. Uh, Just he—he's earning the success he's having early in this season,
0: no doubt. Uh, Greg's going to tell you about Shady Rays in a second, but I want to shout out almost 200 people in the chat on a uh, what day? Say Tuesday. Time of the Flat Circle. I don't even know. Uh, Tuesday night, almost 11 p.m. Thank you all for being in the chat. If I see 170 people in the chat right now, I want to see 170 likes on the YouTube page. Please, please, please take two seconds and click that like like button for us. It makes us more visible to people on YouTube. It alerts other Hawks fans that we exist. So please, please, please click. That like button, smash it, as the kids say, Kick uh, to too. help us out. As long K- as it registers, yeah. As long as it registers, do what you want. You stomp t- on it. If you
1: got a touchscreen computer, you can use your toe. I don't care. Yeah,
0: whatever it takes. Just make sure you hit sixty-four likes that, like, right now. Thank All you. Right. Keep it climbing. Six. Let's get you a hundred. Let's get to a hundred like. likes before Greg tells you about Shady Rays before he's
1: done. All right, I'm gonna read this. Really <laughs> <slow>. <laughs> hey, do you like sunglasses? I do. I love sunglasses. Oh, is it rhetorical? I'm sorry. It's uh, that's, that's keeping the likes going up. <laughs> I like sunglasses, but pr- most particularly, I like Shady Ray's sunglasses. Shady Ray's never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality shades this fall because our friends over at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, you ask? They have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Did you lose them in the United Center parking lot, running out, celebrating a Blackhawks' unexpected victory? Did they fall off a cliff? Well, they'll replace them. Maybe maybe the Blackhawks' points will start falling off a cliff soon and everybody can stop <laughs> panicking. But if that happens... Shady Rays will replace those sunglasses for free. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you from holding a pair in my hands, it seems as good as any expensive pair of sunglasses I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers agree as well. They have over 2000, 200,000 five-star reviews on their website. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have doted, Donated over 20 million meals so far. So you're going to look cool and you're going to do a really cool thing for people who need it as well. They stand behind the product and they told our team over here at CHGO that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the window yeet and they will do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or shady rays will pay for you to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, shady Ray is running the deepest deal of the season Use the promo code CHGO at checkout for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. I'm no math major, but that's buy one, get one free, kids. You can get two pairs of awesome sunglasses for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com. We can find all their newest and best shades.
0: That is a fantastic deal. And if you're looking for fantastic deals on tickets, Blackhawks tickets, Game time is the hottest site, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Next game for the Blackhawks, Thursday, the Edmonton Oilers are coming to the the United Center. They have a guy named Connor McDavid. He's pretty good. 13 bucks gets you in the building via game time. Go to the link in our description of this podcast, either on your podcast app or on YouTube, Click that link to save on Blackhawks tickets. They are the best place to get tickets. You will not find better deals on the Blackhawks all season. It is created by fans for the fans, and Game Time guarantees the lowest price. So if you go on some other ticket site, find tickets lower, reach out to Game Time. They will match the deal. And if you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this podcast. Join over 15 million people who've downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Again, $13 gets you into the UC to see Connor McDavid take on your che- Chicago Blackhawks. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Minnesota is coming next Sunday, $19. November 1st, the Islanders are here, $11 gets you in a door unbelievable prices the marion hosa game a little more expensive it's a premium game 76 bucks to come see marion hosa get his number retired those 76 bucks you will not miss when you have that memory in your mind for a lifetime so go to the description on this podcast click our game time link and save on tickets jd says i actually got my tickets on game time tonight it was cheaper than the other places easy process as well thank you jd uh, and thank you for using our link all right without further ado it is time for us to power up and bring in our buddy live from the united center it is mario Tirabassi. what's up buddy how are you what's
2: going on guys fourth uh four straight winners lounge that's a it's a good feeling We're
0: having a great time and we got to ask you uh the thing on everybody's mind is what is the latest on tyler johnson
2: uh in the words of luke richardson not good for tonight uh, but they'll uh, they'll get a reevaluation on him. Um, obviously, as you, as you saw in the game, the uh, the leg twisted not in the right ways and uh, wasn't able to put a lot of pressure on it to get off the ice. Didn't return. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get an update on on Johnson. Seems like tomorrow. Um, and it just that just sucks because it's yeah. just you know it, it, Tyler Johnson is a guy that really makes a difference on and off the ice for these blackhawks and um you know after going through a really injury uh riddled season last year you wanted to see him get off to a good start this year get off to a healthy start and uh it would just really suck if he was going to uh miss an extended period of time but um it looks like uh we'll 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 find out more tomorrow But it it did kind of sound like he'll miss some time, but we'll uh, we'll figure out what it'll end up being.
0: Brutal. Uh, Hawks just sent an email, by the way. No practice tomorrow, so uh, might be yeah. We might have to wait till Thursday for news on Tyler Johnson. But uh, obviously, looks like he's going to miss at least a handful of games. Uh, Boy, really tough. He's been playing so well. That assist on the on the radish goal where he just sort of boop, just kind of boop the puck forward. And hit him in stride. He's been playing so well, and even the play where he got hurt, he's got a chance in front. He's kind of juggling, like kicks the puck up in the air. Is trying to get a scoring chance. Man, it would suck to lose him for a long amount of time. Uh, he's only- been playing so damn well, and, and not even for the wins and losses,
1: just for the guy yeah. who's after been we through, through so much. Year, yeah, and, and it's not even how how good he's played on the ice. He is one of the leaders in the room. You know, when we go when we get into the room after after morning skater, after a game, he's always there. And he's always, you know, got a smile on his face. He's always, he's he's always joking around with his teammates. You could tell the younger players look up to a guy like that. So hopefully it's not too serious, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't look good, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we've seen a lot of things that looked really bad that turned out to be okay. So just got to stay hopeful.
0: Yeah. Well, other than that, I am sure that probably put a little bit of a damper on the, uh, post-game festivities, but Luke Richardson, even after the win last game, was not overly pleased with the effort. What were his thoughts on the win tonight?
2: Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he was he was happy with the, with the effort to not only get out to a lead but be able to hold on to it. Um, in the last three games, the Blackhawks have won. They've had to overcome multi-goal deficits, um, which is great to be able to do that, but it's also not sustainable. Um, so it was good for, uh, for from Richardson's point of view, it was good to get out to a lead uh, and to be able to do what it takes to to hold on to it. Uh, he said both from a player perspective and a coaching perspective for himself, it's good to have uh, that kind of experience. Um, and, you know, I don't think we, we expected to have many of those experiences this season where the Blackhawks would get out to a lead and be able to hold it, um, especially against a team like the Panthers, who are looking to contend uh, for a Stanley Cup playoff spot in a very deep Eastern Conference. So, Um, Yeah, it was it was it was positive, uh, positive reviews from from Richardson tonight. Um, And the overall uh, feeling was just, you know, these Blackhawks, they don't think they don't really have expectations put on themselves. Um, And something that Richardson said both in the pregame and the postgame uh, today was canceling out the the outside noise and really only worrying about what is being said uh, inside the locker room and, and amongst the team. Um, we know very well that the outside expectations of the Blackhawks, uh, this season are to be very bad. Um, and so far they have been pretty good Four, two and O to begin the year. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think it was well into the fall before we had this, before we got to see our fourth win of the season, uh, last year. So to get, uh, to get to four wins through the first six games unexpected, but I think, uh, Richardson and this Blackhawks team is, is embracing a, uh, an underdog role and, um, trying to, uh, make believers out of, out of all of us, uh, that, uh, counted them out to begin the year.
1: Was there, uh, do any word on who got the championship belt tonight for being the, uh, the top <laughs> player?
2: Uh, no, didn't see that, but if, uh, Going by the the post game comments of of Patrick Kane, Connor Murphy, and Richardson, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Alex Stalock. Um, all three of them were asked about his performance, and all three of them had great things to say about uh, about his night. Um, I know we we had our own things to say about the about his performance tonight, but um, it's it's hard to argue. Uh, it's hard to argue with with the results. Um, it's it is the the controlled chaos. Alex uh, Stalock experience, but he's winning. So, you know, it's it's hard hard to argue with uh, with coming away with wins. Um, But you know, it we've heard it all through the off season, uh, training camp, into this season. How much uh, he he is a a big part of the the locker room, a big personality in the locker room, and and someone that the players really uh, enjoy. You know, playing in front of and and really want to play for uh, whenever he's in net. So uh, I, I think he's a really well 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 respected guy in this in this Blackhawks locker room. Um, and when he has games like this tonight, where you know he's he's making saves that that keep them in the game, it's uh, it's much appreciated. And uh, they they want to reward his efforts uh, with their efforts in front of him. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was state lock.
0: Patrick Kane gets his first goal of the season. I thought I saw some video of him meeting the media post game. It's got to feel nice for him to finally get that monkey off the back. I, I, if there's anything we could have predicted this year, I think one of the last things would be that would take Patrick Kane, six, six games to score a goal.
2: Yeah. He said that, you know, he he doesn't want to put too much pressure on things like that, but uh, those, those uh, things do, you know, start to creep in. Um, He talked, he was asked uh, in the pregame by Ben Pope about, you know, Hey, you haven't had your first goal yet. And, um, just kind of played it off, and lo and behold, he scores tonight. So, uh, yeah, good, good for him to to get going—a um, goal and an assist tonight. Four points in his last two games. I think he said uh, something to the effect of, "You know, last season uh, or this season rather, it's it's a lot more uh, of a group effort offensively uh, than it has been, especially last season." Uh, so I think he was kind of saying, "Hey, uh, maybe it's a good thing that I'm." Me and Alex Brinkett aren't the only offensive options uh, for, for, for this team anymore. And, and obviously, Kane is still the top offensive option. Um, but so far through this season, we've seen a couple other guys step up and, and be able to produce. So uh, if, if, if that's able to continue and then Patrick Kane gets, gets going on top of it, uh, I think we're, we're going to be talking about a Blackhawks team that's going to be very interesting to watch and uh, pretty entertaining to watch.
0: All right, a couple things in the chat we need to address here. Uh, Jeff says, if the season ended today, it looks like the Hawks would be playing Colorado in the first round of the playoffs. Stop. And uh, yes. Bijan, if you can scroll up a little bit, Stephen says, "Sort of the Hawks can be buyers at the deadline if they remain in the playoff picture." Yes,
2: yes, they are. No, <laughs> absolutely. One Do not second. put that. They, in the world. I hear they're going to. They're in the running to trade
1: for both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves at the deadline. They're going to yes. trade uh, Patrick Kane
0: for Ryan Miller. Finally, yes, uh, and solidify the <laughs> thing it's, it's,
1: it's 76 games to go, folks. <laughs> slow down. Uh, one one thing about Patrick Kane, I wanted to get to. Um, you would mentioned earlier, we talked about before he jumped on, about how we're starting to see some chemistry build between Kane and Athanasiu and Domi. That line is starting to figure out where guys are going to be on the ice, and they're, 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 they're like this close to really getting there. Uh, Kane actually said that in the, in the uh, morning skate, he said that, uh, you know, he was thankful that Luke Richardson has given them the time to get to chemistry because he thinks they're yeah. going to be a very effective line, and he and then you look at it tonight, uh, that line. with Kane gets his goal; they, they could have had a couple others. Or they were just, you know, those passes you talked about. to Anthony C. were just just missed. Where maybe next game they don't miss those those uh, those passes, and then Anthony C. You can um, not put the puck in the net when he gets there.
2: But that's another story. <laughs>
0: and then yell at the refs. Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, Richardson, uh, he spoke about the, the, the chemistry that that line is starting to create and the offensive chances that they're starting to create. And uh, I think, you know, it was, it was a slow build, but I think we're, like you, like you said, Greg, I think we're starting to see where some of those, because uh, these are three guys who are unconnected in their professional careers coming together to try to be the top offensive option. For this blackhawks team and, and as much as they wanted to say oh well they all played in london well yeah not at the same time so i, I think now you're, you're you're seeing a couple of games uh, worth of of time together um you're seeing those those skill sets start to complement each other and and a fantasy is, is going to create chances with his speed uh max Domi can always get in get into the mix and he's got you know he's got some goal scoring abilities got some skill to him uh he's not just uh not just a feisty player but he's got some skill to him as well, and Patrick Kane is an is an all world elite talent. So, when you get all those together, and you give it some time to build. I think now we're seeing where that offensive chemistry can can, can go.
1: Max, don't call me Ty Domi. Uh, He's a <laughs> he's a point per game player right now. Yep. So, uh Yeah, and, and Luke Richardson has been saying the last couple of games. Every time he's asked, "What when's Patrick King going to score? When are you going to break up that line?" He's been consistent saying he's really close. He's just missing out there. It's coming, and boom,
0: there it is. Yeah, it's it's Patrick Kane. He's going to get his points. We don't need to worry about that. All right, uh, it is the worst traffic day of the year. You live in Door County, Wisconsin, so let's get to the uh, four <laughs> stars in the night before we. Uh, so we can let Mario go. Still going to take 12. you three hours to
1: get home, even at this <laughs> Might time. As
0: well. All right, uh, do we have our fancy song or no?
1: Yeah, where's it? Where's our fancy there? Yeah, I don't want to yeah.
0: ju- I don't want to yeah. jump. There it is.
1: Paid the Black Keys a lot of money
0: for this. That's right. (laughs) Another beverage. All right. Four star of the game. Mine is gonna go to Connor Murphy. Uh, Loved his game today. Twenty-one forty-five of ice time. He was a plus two. Somehow got no points despite being a plus two. Uh, Three hits. Four block shots, Uh, especially on that last uh, third period power or penalty kill where him and Jake McCabe were out there just giving everything they had uh, to to maintain that lead. I love Connor Murphy's game in this one, so he gets my four-star. By the way, I'm really bad at this. Sorry, guys. The uh, the three stars, number three, Alex Stalock, number two, Philip the Thrill-Up Khrushchev, and number one, uh, Patrick Kane. So there you go.
1: Not much of a difference between Khrushchev and Kane these days, huh? No, not really. Uh, I wanted to pick Philip Kuroshev, but then – they ruined it for me and gave him the number two Chicago star. Chicago media
0: chose him. Well,
1: that's that's Kobe Cohen. Um, but what do if, we get to
0: pick the stars, by the way, when
1: we get the when we get behind between the benches, I guess. So. Um, I th- I, blame, I blame giving up that second goal because then that let Kurchev's be the game winning goal. So that's why they gave him. But anyway, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with Taylor Radish, who scored the first goal of the game. Got the got the uh, scoring going early. Early power play they got, and boom, he just he just saw that he had a shooting lane and just. Went upstairs and beat Bravosky up high for his second goal of the season. Good to see Taylor Radish. Uh, that was the only shot he took tonight. So, you know, hey, make it count if that's you're only taking shooting one. You know, that's shooting. check. That's, that's pretty good. That's going to put you in the Hall of Fame if he keeps that up for the rest of the year. Um, but a good job by Radish. And interesting, I don't know if it was like some pre-scouting or just the way it went, but both Radish and Kershaw's goals, uh came at the top of the net. Maybe they saw something there that Bravosky goes down a little early and they shot up high and they both got goals tonight. So Taylor Radich gets my fourth star of the game.
2: love to see a slap shot on the rush. Yep. My uh my fourth star of the night is a guy I already mentioned but uh Andres Santana to see you. Um, I really like, you know, I as much as we as much as we joke that, you know, he's 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 all speed and no finish. Um you know, I I, I really feel like that speed opens up a lot for not only his, his line mates and and Max Domi and Patrick Kane, but also on the penalty kill and on the power play, like, like his speed is something that, you know, this Blackhawks team hasn't really seen in, in a number of years and having a guy like that, uh, the game he had tonight, I think there were a number of chances where, you know, he's, he's beating a, a, he's, he's, he's one on two and still can get between the defenders and, and created a scoring chance where he's able to you know beat out a sh- should have beat out an icing but it was a terrible call uh where, where he was basically even and, and tied up with the Florida defender uh and they called icing on a on a, on a, on a breakout chance uh but his speed I think is is continuously uh, effective and noticeable um you know what he gives back defensively he can make up for because of that speed and and I think you know, you, you, see him, you see him on the penalty kill, and there was plenty of penalty killing going on tonight, but you see him on the penalty kill, and he can be one of those options to be a counter striker on the penalty kill because of that speed. So I think he had a great game. I think he's he's, he's coming around uh, offensively along with Domi and Kane, so it was a good night for him.
1: Stop yelling at the refs, though. That's my yeah. only criticism. <laughs> yeah. Calm it down yeah. a bit. You've already gotten one game uh, misconduct penalty for that, and – the refs aren't going to put up with that. You're not You're not Connor McDavid. Jonathan Taves can get away with that because he's Jonathan yeah. Taves and, and has done a lot in this league. Just, just, you know, cool it a little bit. I know you're frustrated, but, you know, channel that energy in scoring
0: goals. Absolutely. All right, Mario. Great work, man. Appreciate it. We will see you back here tomorrow at
2: 2.30. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Drive safe. Take care. It's raining, so everyone forgot how to drive. So good luck to you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, that's Mario Tiribasi joining us live from the United Center. Now it is time to give our DraftKings King of the Game. Nice. DraftKings nice. King of the Game goes to, you guessed it, Patrick Kane. First goal of the season, picked up an assist as well. 1728 of ice time, four shots on goal, one more shot attempt. Uh, two giveaways. We're going to have to redo this whole thing. now. Solid game from Patrick Kane, Uh, and again, those moments we've mentioned were that chemistry with Athanasiu is coming, it's growing, it's great. And if anyone can help Athanasiu put the puck in the back of the net, it's Patrick Kane. There's going to be very few people that are going to make that happen regularly. 88 is one of those guys, so he is our DraftKings king of the game. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. I saw that Mario placed a wager on Phil
1: Kessel scoring. Yeah, we have to talk about our guy, Phil.
0: He is the winner. Scores his 400th goal the night he breaks the Iron Man streak. Very, very cool. Congrats to Phil Kessel. Start placing bets like that. Those same-game parlays are a lot of fun, too. That's how you turn those small bets into bigger payouts. Same game parlays. You can buy multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game. And get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we got to start doing. That. I guess we got to update the tank standings, even though the Hawks are uh, not really in the in the photo. Let's let's do it before we wrap up. Right, the tank standings are as follows. Jeremy Colliton's Vancouver Canucks 05 and 2 for 2 points. Anaheim in 6 games they're 1-4 and 1. They've got 3 points. San Jose 2-6 and 0, 4 points for them. The Islanders 2-4 and 0 and the Arizona Coyotes who won tonight also 2-4 and 0 with Punk 4 points. On the, in Columbus. Yeah. So, Oof. Vancouver is the current leader of the tank standing. So, Look, I think Anaheim's going to make a jump. The Islanders are going to make a jump. Uh, San Jose, mm, not so
1: sure. I don't think Vancouver is quite this bad. S- uh, San Jose should be better than they are. They've got still got guys like Logan Couture and Timo Meyer on there. They shouldn't be worst record yeah. in the league bad. They
0: shouldn't be. No, you're right about that. No, they shouldn't be that bad.
1: David Quinn's new coach, maybe take him a little time to get some, some juice going there. Uh, hey, Islanders are in town. Uh, in a few, couple of days, so that's a that's a, a a game that you could maybe make some tank standings ground on if you if you lose to the Islanders in regulation next week.
0: There you go. Um, all right. Last thing before we wrap up, the Bears, great game last night. And I'm rocking my Bear shirt. I've been wearing it all day. My CHGO Bear shirt. I wore that
1: shirt last night when they won. So I'm going to bust it out every day until they not till they every game till they not win. There Again, you go. So maybe only one week.
0: You can get yours at chgolocker.com, but Equally as important, we've got our Bears Dolphins tailgate coming up on Sunday, November 6th. Starts at 8 a.m. all the way up to game time at noon. Go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets. Come join us. You do not need a ticket to the Bears game to attend our tailgate. However, you do need a ticket to the tailgate to attend our tailgate. You can get that at allchgo.com. All food, all booze. All drinks are included. There's games. There's prizes. There is a DJ. The entire CHGO crew is going to be out there. It's going to be an awesome time. Come join us. And if you want to buy tickets for the Bears game, where do we go, class? That's right. The Game Time app. You can find that link in any of our podcast descriptions on YouTube Or on your podcast app. So get your Bears tickets there. But join us for the tailgate. It's going to be awesome. Come talk Hawks with me and Greg and Mario. Come talk Bears with the Bears crew. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a fantastic time. November 6th. Bears Dolphins. Get your tickets at all chgo.com all right it's time to wrap things up got 99 likes come on folks one of you oh we're, we're not even all, all right, right. we just all got it right. nicely done. All right, great appreciate 100 that. likes
1: on a rainy tuesday night not you guys are the best the darn best
0: great job we appreciate everybody being here
1: we got a lot going on the rest of the week yeah we're here tomorrow at 2 30
0: Yes. We've got a pair of guests tomorrow, yes. we correct? Got, we, we got, got, got our, Joey Z. our buddy
1: Joey Z. So if you're wondering who they may call up from Rockford uh, with the Tyler Johnson injury, he can probably clue us in a little bit. And then uh, Jim Parsons of the from the Hockey Writers and a bunch of other stuff. He covers the Edmonton Oilers, so he could preview Thursday night's game. But he's also big, has got his thumb on the pulse of NHL trade rumors. And Edmonton is a team that's been connected to... Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and, and all sorts of things. So he can kind of maybe give us an update on that as well. Can't wait. It's
0: going to be a great show. Join us tomorrow live at 2.30 p.m. We'll be right here in these cushy couches. And then we've got a post game again Thursday night. We are busy. We're g- not going anywhere. Make sure, again, you are subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Make sure you smash that like button if you haven't yet. And join us tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.